0: I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't.
1: Evening all, welcome back to Met The Criteria. We are here again with you now, ready to go through some more uh, season previews for the upcoming season. Jared in the hot seat this week alongside me. Uh, don't tell his boss that he's supposed to be at work. It's
2: Theo, Hi. I'm doing an excellent job of flying under the radar. I've got my laptop for the for the pod, got my laptop for work, side by side. One of them has got his screensaver on. I'm not I'm not gonna tell you which one. Work it out. <laughs> there you go. And the same
1: NCAP multitask. Impressive, impressive stuff. Uh, also here, as always, the man whose main contribution to this podcast is Ice Cold Takes about Russell Westbrook. Is Vinny, how are you?
0: I'm doing well, brother. We have royalty in the pod. Uh, I feel good, I feel ready. I feel, you know what, it's Friday, let's just, let's have a good pod, boys, and uh, we've got a great experience coming up in a minute with a brilliant guest.
1: Exactly, yeah, Vinny's hyped him up already, we're we're all in the same boat, all delighted to have the Duke of Hoops with us here, Brian, how the devil are you, mate, how are you getting on? What's His up, guys? His Highness!
3: In thank sinus. you for having me on well you had the duchess on first so you you, you she's higher than me on the ranking scale so you did it in the right order <laughs> all, it,
1: all it was mate is just that age-old thing of ladies first that's all it was nothing, nothing it personal nothing personal but yeah no great great to have you with us um brian from high tea hoops uh, as you mentioned we've already had skylar on recently if you've not caught that episode yet uh, Skylar gave us a great insight into her life as a sad Detroit Pistons fan. <laughs> that was um, a great
3: episode. That was really fun to listen to.
1: Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And now we're delighted to have you with us. So uh, let's let's find out more about the Duke himself. Brian, um, how did you become an NBA fan and where,
3: where are you hailing from tonight? Oh man where are you coming from I went, NBA. I mean, I was I grew up in Newport Beach where uh where Kobe's from, so not quite LA, but a little south of LA. Uh, but I moved when I was six. So like before those formative years, when you actually like are aware of your existence and can become a fan and we moved to Denver. So like middle school, elementary school, I was in Denver. So became a Denver Nuggets fan, um, which was a little, you know, uh, it was a little unfortunate because they were literally, I think one of the worst teams in the history of the NBA at that time, uh, which was tough. Uh, But my dad went to college with the coach's wife, Um, Hanslick and so we would go to games I would go to Hanslick's basketball camp we would meet the players so just became a lifelong Nuggets fan then got to see Michael Jordan play in what used to be the Pepsi Center uh, and just had a great time in Denver I eventually did move back to Orange County um, back to the LA area so kind of a half Lakers half Nuggets fan for a long time but for the Lakers, I mean, they have enough fans, right? They have Enough <laughs> championships. So I'm—I've been a Nuggets fan for a long time now, uh, and played a lot of basketball growing up on kind of on the West Coast and in the in the mountain region of the United States. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Fair play to you as well for picking the, probably the lesser lesser well known franchise. The, we I, they haven't
3: even the Nuggets haven't even made the finals.
1: There you go. There you go. That's dedication to, to, to your yeah. roots, man. Stuff out there. Top it's always
0: good to hear from a fan who actually became a fan of the sport because of where they live. And also that they're close 2K. to them. We <laughs> used it so much. 2K. We had, yeah. we, had, we had the UK Hornets on last week, and they basically learned it from Lego. So we, <laughs> heard it, we heard it all. And it's always nice just to hear someone who's actually experienced it because they live near the area, and it's just yeah. like they're built around that. Because that's quite the thing we British fans are quite envious of you guys off because it's your local team so you have that kind yeah. of right to choose for that team and see them where they're the good times and the bad times so not saying not 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 giving any grief to any UK fans now who kind of experience yeah, it in that regard, exactly. but you have that advantage
3: that we're kind of envious of sometimes. Yeah. I mean, do you guys remember Rafe LaFriends, Nick Van Axel, Antonio oh. McDice? Like these, that was these are my... names we've
1: only heard of. We've never seen them, but exactly, we've heard man. these names. Exactly.
3: That was my squad, yeah. And then wow. we got Mello. Thank God the Pistons oh. suck at drafting. Thank you, mm. Skyler. <laughs> because uh, they, they we Mello fell to number three and we got him on at the nuggets, so was very happy about that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's that's a class time to be, to be a fan, getting a, getting a player like that. Was was he your sort of favorite player whilst you were growing up kind of watching the Mellow
3: still is my favorite player of all time. Wow. So it was Nick Van Axel for a while there, but once we got Melo, I mean, just when he played at Syracuse and they won the national championship, mm. I was like, all right, LeBron's definitely going one. Are the Pistons going to mess this up and not pick Melo at two? And they did, of course, as they do in almost every draft. We picked up Melo, just became a fan. And I always said, I don't know if you guys have, it's called fat heads in the United States. You have these like life-sized wall graphics. Okay. So I had a life-size Carmelo wall graphic on my bedroom wall until I was 25, that's which it. is a little embarrassing. <laughs> no, right.
1: Skylar went through some of the... Uh- more questionable draft history for the Detroit Pistons shall we say and that, and that was sort of the last one she came to we all know about about that draft the Darko oh, pick. Yeah. that's that's painful but worked out for you and obviously the Nuggets had a, a good little Definitely. run there with Melo didn't they so
0: yeah and so I think fast. he always did love did always love Denver didn't he, he always go on about how he mm-hmm. loved his period at Denver and he obviously people will look at Melo's career and obviously criticise him a little bit for not joining uh, the LeBrons and partnering up with that, that super team and becoming on unstoppable, but that period when you guys had him, he absolutely loved his time there. He was offered a very lucrative contract. He didn't want to turn Couldn't down. So he did not mean in that regard. So but you he had him when he was prime arguably. So it must have
3: been brilliant yeah. in that period. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean that's when they made the Western Conference finals, lost to the Lakers, I think that was two thousand nine. Mm. We just had a repeat of that unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but so we beat the had, Jazz. You,
2: <laughs> you find yourself saying you your get segue, we'll get to that we'll get to that. Okay, go ahead.
3: <laughs> Sorry, Theo.
2: I was just going to ask: Do you find yourself saying "Stay mellow" like all the time? Like, stay mellow. Think-
3: and it, it also enrages me when people refer to Lamelo Ball as oh. mellow. I'm like, absolutely not. There's only one mellow. There's, only one me. Me. There's one mellow.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that front. I'm with you on that front. Um, so, High T Hoops, how how did that get started? Uh, Skylar gave us a bit of an insight, but um, Pluggy podcast, tell us all about it.
3: Yeah, I mean, we basically we started this summer during the lockdown. Uh, Skylar has spent a lot of time in the UK, went to uni there. Um, I've spent a lot of time there for work and I'm moving over there next year. And every time I go, so I'll spend, you know, a couple months every year, um, in London for work and just trying to find a pickup game is so hard. And just any court, there's no one playing. I found like this app where you can go to like a leisure center and actually like find a pickup game. And it was people who had just started playing that year and I could not find any level Uh, I did, uh, you know, I did find some, some good pickup games. Finsbury park has some good pickup, um, but it's only three on three. And I was like, what is going on with this? 66 million people in the UK, huge sports fans, obviously you bet like crazy. So there's, there's (laughs) revenue around it and there's gambling around it. And basketball is second, third, most watched sport in the world. And the cultural impact is huge. And there's just, it's not there and it's there. You know, I went to, you go to Spain, you go to France and there's pickup everywhere. There's NBA everywhere. People are such huge fans. So we just wanted to help kind of build basketball culture. We were obviously in a lockdown here in the States. So as just trying to fill the time as well and just talk about something we're passionate about, but that's why you'll see us. Like I just had a podcast with Sam, the ruler uh, who is one of the best two K players in the UK, we're trying where we have a lot of podcasts about marketing and athlete branding. So just trying to help kind of build the culture of basketball in the UK, because I think there's a ton of potential and it just doesn't get the media coverage, the interest that you would expect it to. Mm, Yeah. Which is why I love what you guys are doing too. I mean, any, all the different media, all the different podcasts covering it helps a lot.
1: Yeah. We appreciate that, man. And you know, it's, it's a growing community. It's a small community, but it's growing. And obviously you guys with the sort of the, more experience obviously being nba fans from america obviously that that's Mm -hmm. that's invaluable and some of the pods recently you've had some great guests on you mentioned there sam the ruler Uh, you've had byron mullins ramon fletcher i've got them all up here um it's a great podcast if anyone's not listening already uh, go and check it out high tea hoops available on all platforms
0: yeah i was gonna say just touching on that we talk about pickup games obviously we have an advantage like we well, there's a big group of us normally and we, we can organise like a game of us we can go oh, let's have a game we'll book a court and stuff like that but I think I think we were, t- we were touching on it before about how the UK we don't ha- we don't see t- for basketball on a TV on a daily basis like it's easily accessible yeah. to watch football or you guys call it soccer <laughs> yeah. yeah but is the
2: easy. accent necessary? Was the accent no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe, wasn't Don't offend Maybe him, wasn't it wasn't necessary. Maybe it wasn't necessary.
3: Sorry. I like how, I like how Brits say soccer more than it's like soccer, It's like <laughs> such like an emphasized <laughs> version. But we've got like a, we've got that kind of easily accessible way to
0: watch football so easily, mm-hmm. but with NBA basketball, it's so hard. You have to pay more premiums to watch it. It's on at yeah. late times for us. And it's quite difficult, but that regard of people being fans, there is a massive fan base there. It's just if NBA, if if basketball is more easy for us because I remember there was a a news report done by Martin Dane I saw recently. Is it, am I saying mm-hmm. his name right? Martin Dane. Martin Diane? Martin Diane. Yeah. Martin Diane. Yeah. Dian, he basically talked about how they were taking the hoops off the the, I know. the um, all the parks, just All the ripping, parks up, r- and everything ripping the like off. We got to a point where it was like people difficult for people to play and that's how sometimes in England, basketball maybe kind of looked, not looked down upon, so by the bad way, I said looked down upon, but it doesn't get its media coverage enough yeah. and it's quite, it's, it's, it's a sad thing to happen because it is a sport a lot of people do love and I think it is growing in the UK, but we've got things like that we have to
3: deal with in this country sometimes. And even like, I I saw, I saw someone make a really funny but simple argument. It's, inside it's it rains all the time in the uk the weather's often awful and it's indoors it's warm it's nice compared to always being out on a pitch somewhere exactly. so it's like there's so many things working towards it but it's just it, to change that culture you're right it's just going to take a while um yeah. but it seems like we have a lot of momentum this year which yeah, is we get it,
2: man. we get we're it, getting man. that we're keeping it going we're keeping it going so especially when you're joining us over here in the UK next year, we'll have to maybe get a bit of a, a, a UK community yes. and maybe a little tournament going on. Maybe now, I, think we should that. Oh, I don't, don't, don't say that, Theo, you've seen Brian's
1: Instagram videos. He's going to dunk all over <laughs> your head, mate. Like you don't want to bring that upon yourself. No, but-
3: I am going to try to play in the NBL though. That's one of my goals. <laughs> so I can so- go D2 because they don't have the visa requirements. So I'm going to try to sneak in there. <laughs> get working on your handles, Vinny. You need it. <laughs> Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. So let's
1: go back to uh that last season that's just finished. Obviously as a Nuggets fan, you had a, a sort of fairy tale run through the playoffs. Yeah. Uh how how was that for you?
3: I would just like to say thank you, Mike Conley, uh, for missing the game seven last second shot to send us uh to the next round. Really appreciative. I'm sure what did he what is he making this year? Thirty-four point five million dollars. Thank you for missing that shot. (laughs) Really appreciate that. No, it was really fun. You know, this was, uh, you know, the first season of the NBA that we've covered for high T hoops, obviously. And to have, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to say I'm a Nuggets fan. You know, I'll put that out there. We don't have a lot of expectations this year and we make it to the Western Conference finals. We beat the Clippers. We beat the Jazz, who we'll talk about today. It was just, it was a fairy tale run where we saw Jamal Murray and Jokic kind of punch above their weight class for one stretch during the bubble. Super fun to watch, especially seeing that Clippers meltdown <laughs> and we lost to the champions. So, you know, I don't feel too bad. I think it just brought so much hope to the Nuggets fan base who, like we said, we haven't made a finals yet. And so getting to the Western conference finals again, I think it's only our second time doing that. It was super fun and it's good to see our young talent who we've locked down for a while and just have that hope going forward in future years. So I think there's a lot of positivity, a lot of hope in the Nuggets fan base right now. Yeah.
1: I'm not surprised with with two sort of young young stars like that. I mean, Jokic, I think I think he made our top ten recently, our current top ten yeah. uh, top player. Uh, Jamal Murray, none of us saw that coming from the absolutely incredible. No. So um, and you know, I know. A lot of time.
3: I know this is a family-friendly podcast, but it's great to know Jamal Murray will be remembered for something else now other than Mm. his previous incidents off-court. Absolutely. Uh, So it's good to see that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't know about these two. Obviously, I've watched Denver the entire time throughout the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was rooting for the Denver all the time. I'm just saying, I watched every single Denver. Are they your second team, Vinny? No, they're not my second team, but you know, I watched it. I'm only joking. But I just thought with that kind of entire playoffs, it just... Jamal Murray, for me, stood out more. We all knew what Nikola Jokic can do. We always knew that. I think it was always a kind of borderline top 10 player. But with Jamal Murray, he just proper just escalated himself it to a amazing. next level. The way he was playing with confidence, like MJ kind of level. I'm not saying it was yeah. MJ caliber, but, but he did it consistently this year. Exactly. Yeah. And it just like, uh, I never saw that coming. We thought it was just a one-off game against the Jazz, but he did against the Clippers. It did against over the Lakers. And over and over. And, it just, and I thought to myself, my days, Jamal Murray is stepping it up. So I just think next year, you got something to look forward
3: to. Yeah, that's going to be – and it's that's like Jamal Murray would have his like one game every five games where he'd do that, and he did it three or four games every series, which he hadn't been able to do before. And no matter what teams did to double team him or whatever you know defensive schemes they put in place to stop it, he got past it, and that's extremely encouraging because it's easy to go off in the regular season compared to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he was able to break down what? The Jazz defense with, with defensive player of the year, uh, Rudy Gobert, two time. They go to the Clippers, who are known for their wing defense. You go to the Lakers, and he was still able to do it. So that was it. Was really impressive to see him step up like that.
1: What are you expecting from just quickly? What are you expecting from the Nuggets this this upcoming season?
3: I Same think they still. I think they're still like three to four years away. I think they got to let Jokic and Murray get into their late 20s and hit their prime. So I hope that they just continue to show progress. I don't expect them to make the Western Conference finals again. I think they kind of just shot up a little bit in a unique year. But I hope they just continue to build a strong foundation because in three or four years, I think they're going to be able to have a championship run.
1: Awesome. It seems similar to what kind of Dan was saying from Miami Heat UK recently, um, sort mm-hmm. of that the bubble in a way was, it was like an unexpected thing. So yeah. the, the tendency could be to maybe think, right, we deserve to get to the Western Conference finals again, but you're kind of like, keep your expectations in check. You've, you've got a longer term yeah, picture we're that you're looking to. You're building. We love it. I we don't think we'll it.
3: sign Giannis like the Heat will sign Giannis, well, but uh, we might have a shot at some good free agents. We'll see. <laughs> That segues
1: nicely, Brian. You can tell you're a podcast host, by the way, because you, <laughs> you've already set up two perfect segues. I kind of didn't use the first one. Apologies. That's but, all right. But Take this it one when has, you need has, come, them. has come straight through. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on some of the the free agency uh, moves that we've seen so far during this spell. What's been the the best move that you've seen so far across the league?
3: Yeah, uh, it's it's been annoying seeing the Lakers improve at almost every position. So I, you know, I lot of respect to Rob Polinka. I think he got voted like seventh for GM of the year. And he's like, all right, everyone, I am the best GM in the league and just pulls in everyone. It's also, we did, we, you know, we talk a lot about this on on the High Hoops podcast of the Lakers just get every free agent through history, you know, from Kareem to Wilt uh, to Dwight, you know, in his prime to Chris Paul, even though, you know, that trade got blocked. Hmm. They just attract Shaq. Everyone comes in. And they just continue to do that with AD. They continue to do, the, to do that with these big free agents. Trez leaving the Clippers to go to the Lakers. Like the Lakers really upgraded, and that was pretty amazing to see. I not, also want to call this out. I'm not just pandering to you, uh, Vinny. This is the, a Heat shout out. You're a Heat fan, right? Did I get that right? You're not. Who's the That's heat? His second oh, no. team? That's his second team. I, I, I do love the Heat, team. though. I do love the Heat. Love so the you, heat. you can tell me. You You're the Westbrook me. guy. The, yeah. So the heat, like re-signing Haslam, uh, re-signing Drogic, like treating their vets well was really impressive to me. They're kind of showing the league what a quality team they are because mm. I think they're trying to lay that foundation to sign a Giannis or sign that bigger oh, free agent. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%.
0: Um,
3: so those those teams have really impressed me so far. Um, it was kind of, a, you know, to be honest, it was a little bit of a boring draft. Um, there were some kind of big moves, but from the contender side, you know, the Bucks. Uh, botching that trade with Bogdanovich was hilarious to watch and it makes it seem like Giannis is going to go, uh, and f- across the league, it's like, it just doesn't seem like a lot of them, like Chris Paul to the suns is kind of fun, but I don't know if that'll really matter. Um, you know, the, the Celtics losing Hay- Hayward is, you know, they might sign someone else that might even be better. Cause you know, I don't know how much he was contributing. So around the rest of the league, it was kind of like, huh, it looks like the Lakers are going to win again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um... <clears throat> <laughs> Theo's just gesturing to his Brooklyn Nets uh, hoodie for
3: the uh, for you got a lot blisters. more moves to make there Yeah, the Nets, well, the yeah. Nets have some moves still left I'm waiting, mm. for the, I'm waiting for the Sixers and the Nets to drop still
0: um, you know what made me laugh then Brian I didn't, I didn't want to say anything like that but you know when you mentioned what my team is and you were kind of impressed by the traders I was thinking what are you, are you sure you got the right <laughs> team because do you know what my team is
3: no what is it Houston Rockets Oh, it's the Rockets. That's right, not the Heat. So when you said that to rockets, me, Rockets, Rockets. As Nicky,
0: what? My, are we doing awful right now? We're embarrassing at the moment. Yeah. 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 They, they can't even blow it up. Rockets up
2: aren't they great. They can't even <laughs> blow it up very well.
1: Although oh, yes. I do like, I do like the Christian Wood signing for the Rockets. Actually, I mean, he, he's a good, he's a good player,
2: Christian Wood. He's he's done pretty well now getting a, getting a decent uh, sort of I contract. I think you and, didn't you yeah. link Christian Wood to the to the Rockets a while ago. I'm sure you proposed it to Vincent as a potential move, probably before the whole i
1: um,
0: don't remember i'll take
2: it i'll take it theo if I you're gonna remember. say i did that
1: i'll, I'll take it i'm sure i'm sure you did i, it, I love it i love it um i like what you said about um montrez harrow going to the lakers i think that's one of the moves that caught my eye for not a lot of money really um yeah what was it two years 19 million second year's a team option or player option one of the two Um, i think that just really makes the battle of la even spicier looking into next mm-hmm. season because there was there was a bit of putting heads between Harold and the sort of older Clippers with you know the new stars, so I think that's going to be a really interesting one. Um, got to get your opinion on Jeremy Grant are you, as a Nuggets fan. You sad to see I'm him sad. leave? Mm.
3: Yeah, I. But like oh, I well. said, I, I I would. He played amazing. I mean, he was their lockdown wing defender. He he was the he was a spark on offense for a lot of the games. So I, you kind of saw him like, oh, he's gonna, you know he's going to price himself out of the Nuggets for next year. Uh, he's playing too good. So during his playoff run, I think a lot of Nuggets fans are like, all right, he's he's going to go get some money somewhere else. And like I said, I, we're three to four years away still. So it's okay to let that money walk a little bit. He would be more of a short-term win type of person, but still a loss. You know, I didn't was, know he went. Player. So
0: where did he go?
1: He's gone to Detroit. I think it was three years. Why yep. oh, has he early. gone
0: to Detroit? What? Yeah. Oh, that's a bit yeah. a wait, weird one. Wait, Why has he gone there for? Who
3: knows what Detroit's doing this year?
1: What, it's crazy. Some of the signings they've made. Absolutely. Um, but I, I do believe that the Nuggets did offer him a similar sort of kind of contract, but he wanted a I bigger think role. wanted a match. Yeah, yeah. I think he wanted a bigger role than that Denver were offering him. So, I mean, do you want a big role on a losing team? I don't know. I, I, if it was me, I would have stayed in Denver, but who knows the mind of Jeremy Grant? Obviously not yeah. us.
3: It paves the way, though, for more Nuggets uh, – younger players to get some yeah. more, so, some bigger roles. Yeah, so definitely. I'm glad to see that. Let's get some bull bull on the court.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all <laughs> want to see bowl, that. my guy.
1: <laughs> so ironically, we've got Brian on really to give us a little bit of a season preview for a team that he told us he hates the Utah Jazz. So sorry about that to any Utah fans that are listening. <laughs> um, but obviously they were a team that, that you saw your team, the Nuggets come up against in the playoffs. And um, what, what do you think to to Utah some of the moves that they've made? do you think that they're a team that are going to be on the up this this 2020 21 season or regress a little bit? what do you think?
3: Yeah, so I, I am sorry Utah jazz fans. I am not a jazz fan, but I know a ton about them so at least I'm like uh, like I I respect the jazz a lot. I grew up obviously in the 90s where you know Malone Stockton. I have a Malone Stockton sign ball. I played against John Stockton's sons in AAU basketball all growing up. They drove me crazy. I accidentally punched one of them in the throat too on a, <laughs> on a pick and roll. Accidentally. got really mad. Well, he was really tiny. The Stockton kids were really tiny, um, and they were a little bit younger than me. So, yeah, I just – a little forearm, like little hand punch straight to the throat. Um, wasn't great. He got really mad too. And we were in John, – John Stockton has a huge like arena that he built – in Spokane, Washington, where he's from. And so we were in John Stockton's building and I accidentally punched his son in the throat. So I was a little scared, um, but that's all right. So I, I respect the jazz. Uh, I love Donovan Mitchell. So I think locking him down was a huge move. Um, I think you just saw it too in the bubble that the respect that Murray had with Donovan Mitchell and Murray going over to Mitchell after that last game and consoling him. Love that signing for them. So I think locking down your star player, I think it was what 195 million max extension. Mm. Insane. So I, I loved that move for them. Mike Conley Jr. Just here's another 34 million, please. Thank you. I you know, so they have him. Hopefully he plays a little bit better next season. Uh, and I think they were really smart to kind of, you know, they got rid of Ed Davis to try to free up some more space. I think it was really smart of them to bring on Jordan Clarkson. Um, I think he, he got four years, 52 million from what I'm seeing. And he was a really elite score for them, which they need. And so I think bringing him back was good. And I think we're just kind of waiting to see what happens with Rudy Gobert. I think they're going to stick with him though. I made a joke on Twitter, like resigning Donovan Mitchell means that Gobert is gone because they're fighting constantly. <laughs> but I think their draft pick who they have as from Kansas is like identical to Gobert in terms of what he can do. And so I think they're saying, all right, we're going to stick with this system. We're going to try to get better. Azubuki will be a great backup for the same system we play with Donovan Mitchell and with Gobert. So I think they had a strong off season. They didn't make any huge flashy moves, but they're going to be another strong contender. So uh, you know, I'll give you a B, Utah Jazz. A B, not bad. That's oh, solid bad. off season. Uh, yeah, didn't do bad. anything stupid.
1: No, exactly. And you know, so some teams definitely do do stupid things in the off season. So there's always that risk. Um Houston, <laughs> Houston. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: i believe they've they've had a recent takeover haven't they the utah jazz they've got a a new new ownership who's who's from the utah area and has been a a utah fan all his life i believe um
3: yeah they're called the silicon slopes so we have silicon valley which is san francisco san jose where a ton of the tech billionaires are and where a lot of the startups are but then they have a huge startup tech ecosystem in utah Okay. Of like Ogden, Provo, Salt Lake City, and Qualtrics went public. I think they, mm. you know, for $8 billion yeah. or something. So their founder made a ton of money and yet they changed over. That was the first, I think it was the, from the Millers or something. That was the first uh, ownership change in a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So obviously he's, he sold his, his company, didn't he? Um, so he's got mm-hmm. a lot of money to spend and Donovan Mitchell had, Donovan Mitchell is a, a, a kind recipient of that. He'll take that as his Jordan Clarkson. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> um Who on the Utah Jazz roster do you think is a player to watch? Maybe a young player or um, a rotational piece that might have a bigger spotlight in this upcoming season?
3: Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is uh, just having Bogdanovich this year. You know, Mm. Losing him before the playoffs basically killed their chances to advance. I think they would have beat the the Nuggets if they had Bogdanovich. I think he was their second leading scorer last year. So losing him before the season was a huge loss. So I think he is a big one to look for. And then can Mike Conley step up and be that either second guard off of uh, Donovan Mitchell or step up in this kind of the sixth man um, off the bench scenario and and be a playmaker for them. I think those are the two biggest keys. You know, you have Donovan Mitchell. I think he's going to continue to get better, whether he becomes like a Dwayne Wade level, or if he becomes, you know, a a Kobe level player, we'll take them to the next level, kind of like Jamal Murray did this year. But yeah, I think for me, uh, it's going to be Bogdanovich and Conley stepping up if they're going to get over the hump.
0: I think he's Dwayne Wade's favorite player, isn't he, at the NBA at the moment? He said he looks at Jamal Murray and says his game is kind of the most similar to what mine was. And mm-hmm. I think he's his favorite player at the moment. So if, if you've you. eh? sorry. Murray yeah, Mitchell, or Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell. You mean Mitchell? So if if you got that in your back, because obviously we all know what Donovan Mitchell can do. I personally don't see them ever doing anything with Jazz. I, don't, I can't see it happening with them for with just Donovan Mitchell and all. You know, really good bear. I don't see that happening in the future, progressing to the conference finals even. So yeah. they have a lot to work on, but. He's probably just took the bag, thinking to himself, "Look, I'm not turning down a hundred and ninety-four million pound. I'm not going. There's not much things that I'm not going to turn down. So it's the same. Because it kind of reminds me of like a Devon Booker. Devon Booker is at was at the Suns, and he was offered a, a very lucrative contract." But he's getting kind of fed up now. Obviously, they've they've tried to appease him a little bit by giving him Chris Paul. So I yep. think Donovan Mitchell is going to be very similar, where he's go, he's going to be in a franchise where for a bit of time he's not going to be progressing and he's going to want to leave. So it is what it is at the moment with them. But he is a great player; you can't deny that with Donovan Mitchell, hundred
3: yep. percent. What do you guys think of Rudy Gobert? I think that's the biggest wild card. Like, is he going to be? Uh, is he him. going to be that big center that just can't play in today's game, or is he going to actually adapt? That's keep the thing. I don't.
2: I don't think you can survive with a center with that kind of center in the in the league at the moment. And I don't see. I mean, he's really got no, nothing in the way of a jump shot. Oh, no, it's like, like a Roy whatsoever. Hibbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even like there's something. Maybe a promising little mid range that maybe you could stretch and develop. There's none of that. Or he that. hasn't there's, shown there's, it. Yeah. Yeah. There's certainly no reason I think at this point to see how he could maybe continue to develop offensively but he's so impactful on the that's other end it's, it, it's exactly. kind of it's almost like is it almost yeah. worth surrounding him with shooters and just having massive in him there just to protect the paint and that's his only purpose it's, it's tough to say when you get to when you start getting to the conference finals seven game series that's when you you really can't afford to have that liability you can't afford to carry him at that point but in the season he's, he's just superb he's so so valuable in a in a one-off yeah. game isn't it Although in saying that, I think he has taken a slight step back last season with
1: his his sort of ability on the defensive end. He wasn't quite at the sort of elite level that you expect from him. I just looked to his age. He's actually younger than I thought he was. I thought he was he was going into his 30s, but he's only 28. So you would think he's still got a couple of years left at sort of the current production you're getting out of him. But the current production you're getting out of him doesn't fit in the sort of 2020 NBA, does it? So it's I, I think they'll probably pay him just because this new owner's come in and he's gonna want to lock up the the two sort of big stars. Um, but like the, like Theo's kind of said, is that gonna work long term? It's uh, it's a tough one, really.
3: Yeah, well, it's like can you guard? Because what are you're gonna go against the Nuggets? You're gonna go against the go against the Clippers and the Lakers. So you have to beat those teams, and then you might just be saying to yourself like, all right, he's our best shot to contain Anthony Davis. He's our best shot to contain Jokic. Um, Clippers, you know, aren't really, you know, Zubats isn't a a huge big man you have to worry about. So maybe he plays less in a Clippers series, but maybe they're keeping him to just be the stopper for two of the elite centers that they have to get past to go to the finals. You might, they might just be thinking of him as the role player for that. If he's not going to extend his range for shooting interesting
1: um we'll give you an opportunity now brian you said that you wanted to roast utah in, in it have you got any roasting that you want to do at utah we know you have the sunday roast podcast each, each yeah. week through the season so if you got any quick roasts for the utah jazz fans before you sign off
3: yeah just you know when you're up 3-1 against the nuggets and uh, you think you're going to close that out it just it's not going to happen utah jazz fans all right you're, you blow it every year uh you've never won you couldn't even win with carl malone and john stockton uh And so, you know, I just think you're destined to first and second round exits for the rest of eternity. And that's coming from a nuggets fan. So Uh you're going to be okay. Uh, but you're not ever going to get over that hump and I think you're just going to stay there with this squad. I don't think, wow, I don't think you are to become a lead. You don't hold heat. back, do
0: you, Brian? drop the heat. We love it. You
3: did not hold back, dear. That
0: was, I was thinking, wow, can someone cut this guy? We're going to lose I'm our just, Jazz
1: fans here. I'm just going to insert some sort of crying noises in the background whilst Brian's just doing <laughs> that of the Utah fans just just crying as they're listening back to that.
0: Uh, just a little, our, our Jazz fans, uh, we do not agree with what Brian just said. Yes. Uh, we'd <laughs> like to make sure that we all understand we are uh, a non all broadcast. views are
1: expressed are uh, his own and not the views. Don't flip this
3: when the Jazz beat the Nuggets in the playoffs <laughs> this year. <laughs> we'll, we'll remember don't, this. Don't, yeah, just just mark this time period. If they beat us in the first round, I'll be really mad. We've got long memories. We've got long memories. Yeah, but I will say, like I said in their offseason moves, they're solid. You know, they mm. they treated their players well. They're re-signing their players. They drafted well. They brought in good pieces. I just think this is the this is the curse of the Nuggets. This is the curse of the Jazz. This is the curse of the Trailblazers. Basically, every team in the West other than the Lakers is we just stay at mediocrity.
1: There we go. We will, we'll see what happens with the Jazz. We'll see what happens with the Nuggets. Brian and Skylar will be covering it all over on High T Hoops. Uh, Brian, before you go, just tell the listeners where to find you on social media, et cetera, et cetera.
3: At the Duke of Hoops on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. You guys on TikTok yet?
1: No, not yet. Ooh. I don't think we ever will be. <laughs> I feel it's like fun. Vinny Come would be on. perfect for TikTok, though. He's got the right energy, hasn't he, Vinny? Like, Seriously. True. And the right attention span as
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> was there any need for that, Theo? Seriously, was there any need for that?
1: <laughs> before a fight breaks out, before a fight breaks out, we want to thank you very much for coming on, Brian, for making the time for us. We know it's a, sort of a bank holiday over over in the States today. Um, so thanks for thanks for jumping on, and we will definitely be having you back again soon to talk. Well, next time, we'll let you talk more about the Nuggets. Um, That's all right. We talked enough.
3: I'm glad we got a little jazz in, but thanks guys. Appreciate it. Take it easy.
0: So they didn't give me a full episode, okay? They've decided just to give me a part second. No, I'm not okay? letting you get
1: away with this video. You said no, you no, want to do it. First of all, all
0: they I I just want to give I want to tell the people this. Uh the Nets got a full episode. Uh the the Chicago Bulls got a full episode. But I asked for one little thing, people, can I have a Rocket fan and can we have a full episode? They go, no, they shut me down. So I just want to let people know I feel bullied, but we are joined by our second guest today, our very own friend. This is our genuine friend, people. Oliver, how you doing, brother? It's good to have you on. I'm good, thanks, man. How are you? How are you, I'm doing good. You know what? We bleed red, brother. We bleed red. (laughs) We bleed red. And it's about time we finally had some sense on. Honestly, you're only getting a small segment. I just want to apologise on behalf behalf of Met the Criteria. These two have made a a decision to cut this. But, yeah, I just wanted to let you know. But how are you doing anyway, brother?
4: Yeah, I'm good, man. Good, Good, good. Good, good.
0: Looking forward to speaking about the Rockets. No, thank you. Thank you. Obviously... I just want to start off with you, but I just want to tell me a little bit about how you became a Rockets fan. What made you choose the H-Town?
4: Well, I mean, I, I got into basketball sort of when I was pretty young. I, I don't fully remember how I did, but it was just sort of, I remember being six or seven, something like that, maybe seven, eight. And I just had probably seen it in shows and films and stuff like that and just decided I like that sport. That that looks good. <laughs> and so I just asked my parents for for a hoop and for a ball. And I just used to play outside in my garden quite a bit. And I always liked the idea of following it. But at that age, like, I'm too young to even understand how I find it. You know, I liked football, but my dad was watching it. So it was easy. Of course. Um, and, like, I just remember playing outside against my dad and against my brother. And I played against Jared a few times in my back garden, just after football sometimes. You used to dunk on and... me all the time, mate. <laughs> Still not forgiving you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then, yeah, like I remember watching a couple of Jordan documentaries with my dad as well, because he was... So, sort of interested in basketball um, and then just sort of as I got older um, then just started like through the NBA app watching highlights of almost every game every morning and I'd say first and foremost I'm, I'm an NBA fan you know mm. as in like I just like the game I just like watching it you know like in, in football it's like I've been grown I've grown up as an Everton fan so sort of first and foremost that I have a deep connection to that um, but sort of, I just sort of love basketball and love watching the sport. And then, sort of, like a lot of the guests that you've had on, the way that I properly began to learn the game was through 2K. You uh, know what? We're, <laughs> honestly, yeah. we're gonna eventually start, honestly, yeah, we're yeah. gonna
0: eventually start that like, ticking off the amount of times we've had people go 2K, 2K, 2K needs to sponsor 2K, this pod. 2K. 2K I mean, honestly, 2K.
4: To be fair, I'd been to a couple of NBA games before I'd ever played 2K because my my uncle lives over in Florida. So I'd been over and I'd been to a couple of Orlando Magic games when they were good, when they had uh, Dwight back in the day. (laughs) Um, And so I'd, I'd already liked basketball, but it was easier to play 2K than it was to actually watch the sport. And so therefore, I sort of got into it through that. And my favourite player by far to play with was Russell Westbrook. So sort of, I just, May the class I just say love the game. I, I lo- Can the I class say amen?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then, so I started off sort of from playing with the Thunder. I started what like following the Thunder a little bit. And then my cousin was a Rockets fan. So I always liked the Rockets, but I was predominantly a Westbrook fan. Mm. And then when the two came together, obviously last year, year and a half ago, when Westbrook was traded to the Rockets, I was obviously I was into the NBA, always watching the highlights and stuff like that. But I'd say I properly focused on the Rockets, properly focused on basketball, and followed it more than I ever have done.
0: Yeah. So would you say Russell Westbrook's your favourite player for? The Rockets, then overall, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Same for me. think he's like in this. the top
2: ten NBA.
4: Overall. No, I, I don't
0: in the
2: league at the moment. No, <laughs>
0: so, close, so, <laughs> close, <laughs> so close, so close, honey, so no, close,
2: so close. Funny thing, we've had no one agree with you so far. Oh, Jared,
0: oh, shock there, shock isn't there, it mate. It's called it's called a matter of opinion, buddy. I'm entitled mean, to my opinion. But anyway, tell me a little bit about what we thought about the season. That's been like your overall kind of views and like, what you thought we were. We did. Do you think we did well? What, what did we do, bad? Well, I mean, I think, obviously,
4: we did okay. You know, as in, like, we made it to the playoffs, made it to the, the second round, which is... There's no shame in that. There's a lot of teams worse off than us. Um, and it was enjoyable to watch in parts, but I don't think they ever, or never for a prolonged period, reached the heights of what they could have done, or should have done. I
0: agree with Obviously,
4: you Westbrook started off not, not brilliant. You know, as in, like, he started off the season taking a lot of threes in the Rocket system and sort of different things like that. And him and Harden were getting in one another's way. And obviously Capella was getting in his way a little bit. So then when he changed it up, obviously, and went to the five-out, traded Capella and ultimately got Covington in and were able to go to that five-out system, obviously it was getting the best out of Westbrook. He was putting up great numbers. He was scoring at sort of almost record levels, like at the at the rim, wasn't he? Sort of a Yannis mm-hmm. and Shaq levels of... Um, of in-the-paint sort of scoring. And so it, it was good in parts, but him and Harden never quite reached that peak at the same time, uh, which was difficult, I think, because both of them are, are so ball-dominant. They can really get in one another's way. So I'd say on on the whole, the season was good, but it wasn't what it could have been.
0: Yeah, just touching on like I think with the expectations of obviously Brigham and... Westbrook we obviously wanted the greatness we want to reminisce from when they were in the OKC when they got to the finals that team obviously they had KD which was a massive factor in it but we kind of Theo what, what do you want to say Theo okay what's with the face we're not talking yeah. about
2: the Nets don't give him the opportunity oh yeah sorry nothing, yeah, I was nothing about, about the Nets nothing, nothing about the Nets I just want to say I promised my
1: um, sister a Nets free episode keep it, going, <laughs> didn't <he>? keep it <laughs> going I'm not going to
2: mention the Nets I'm just talking on the topic of KD and Westbrook um, Westbrook's never been to the finals without, without KD just no, saying.
0: Yes. Not- yeah, we're just saying, Theo. But I just felt like with the expectations of Harden and not Harden, Harden and Westbrook, sorry, how close they were as a friendship as well because they've known each other for years. They they're good friends. They wanted this to happen, and everyone always thought that they're going to be ball hogs. Both of them are going to be selfish players. But once they got the gel, once they clicked, you saw what they were capable of. It's just that for me personally, when I was watching them towards the end, we were not doing what we were doing great. That's why I felt like, mm. especially that game against the Lakers. I've always said it to I'm always saying it to, this, to these guys. Maybe they don't believe me and think maybe I'm being a bit too... But I feel like we stopped doing what we were capable of doing. Mm. We stopped shooting the threes. We start we started doing silly things a little bit, not doing what what got us where we were. And I felt like it was a bit of a letdown. A lot of things yeah. happened. We, I, I don't know. I just feel like losing people like Daniel House, who was balling for us. Mm. Mm. I felt like that played factors in mm. kind of what we came our downfall. And I'm not just, yeah. I'm please don't, I'm not trying to take it away from the Lakers, what they did. They did, they beat us. And they were a better team, but I just felt like a lot of things didn't click what it could have been.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like I never thought we were going to beat the Lakers. Mm. I, th- I think sort of any team with LeBron and then obviously Anthony Davis, he, I was never going to go into it presuming we were going to beat them, mm. but I did give us a chance, you know, as in like, I do definitely think that with Westbrook, obviously he didn't have a good performance, I do think that it does make a difference that he was injured and then also thank you never you know what the difference of, of COVID was. But, and then obviously Daniel House. while obviously, he's not necessarily a household name. Nice. It, he does make... <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is a good player that really does fit into the Rocket system. He's a good defender. He's a hard worker. Mm. And he knocks down threes at a decent rate. And absolutely, in the last few games in the playoffs, we missed him. No, I do think that the Rockets overdo it with the threes at times. They weren't going to what do you know, like the, that was their chance in the game, was out shooting the Lakers. And in a few games, the Lakers, who aren't good three point shooters, you know, a, a, as a roster, shooting isn't their strong suit. They shot more threes than the Rockets. That's what I'm the saying. Games, <laughs> which, which is sort of if you're going to have a principle, as Mike Antoni and the players, if that is your principle of just shoot more, don't get any rebounds, don't bother with those, just outshoot the other team. Mm-hmm. You can't then go away from it and play a small lineup. It just won't work. It's
0: yeah. just so good to hear from a good a Rockets fan. Honestly, I'm just so <laughs> happy right now. Honestly, but go on, Jared.
1: No, I was just going to say. I think that you then hit the nail on the head. Like the way they ended up playing the last sort of couple of games of the Lakers series almost invalidated the whole Capella trade. Mm-hmm. It was like there was no point in in playing this new. Well, it's not new, is it? The, the kind of mm-hmm. D'Antoni's been trying to do this for years, but going so far into the three and D kind of thing, like you, need, you might as well have kept Capella if you were going to then move away from it.
2: Mm. There was there was no plan B. Ultimately, was that like you say, if you, if you move away from, from the volume shooting that you go for, you need something to go to instead, rather than than a, than a, a hard and ISO and, and a Westbrook drive to the rim. Like you need you need a, a solid contingency, and they just lacked that altogether. So without just, the volume the shooting, it just yeah. fell on its head, didn't
0: it? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, just touching on that a little bit with Mike D'Antoni, obviously I wanted him out. I I was adamant, I really wanted him. I think we was time for a change. What did you think of it overall? Did you want him to stay a little bit longer or did you think his time was up as well?
4: Yeah, I, th- I thought his time was up. but I definitely thought he was on his way out. And it's not to say that he hasn't been a good coach, obviously. Mm. Look, look yeah. at what he's done. And it, yeah. he, he's been a brilliant coach and he has been a visionary in many ways, you know, of of changing the way uh, that teams play, playing extremely fast, uh, seven seconds or less, uh, sums obviously, and playing that small ball style where everybody is skilled and can shoot. It's sort of, obviously, I'd say the the Warriors obviously took some inspiration from his initial coaching to play that sort of small way. And definitely other coaches have taken inspiration from him. Mm. But I do think that in his last year, maybe last couple of years, He almost didn't coach enough. So as in his initial plans might have been good, but he wasn't good at making changes. You know, as in, like, he had no plan B. He wasn't good at making changes on the fly. If, sort of, one of the role players was hot, he wouldn't necessarily keep them in or ride them or something like that. He wouldn't change things up. He'd, sort of, go into a game and go, this is how I coach. You come in then, you go out then, and that was it. Sort of, he could almost leave, sort of. He (laughs) could hand the... Plan to his assistant and walk away because he just wasn't doing much coaching. It was just literally, all right, James, UI so Russ, UI so, uh, and yeah, that's how a plan sort of. So I do think it was definitely time for something else.
0: Yeah, I think that's why maybe James Harden loved him so much because he let mm-hmm. him do his thing. He let him just make sure he, you do yours. I don't need you managing you. I don't need coaching you. Maybe that's why maybe him and Russ, I won't say they clashed because we don't know the full ins and outs mm-hmm. between him and Russ, but we know Russ is a stubborn player. He does what he does. He doesn't want to listen to much other people. He just does what he knows because he knows what he's capable of. But obviously he's gone now. So bye-bye, hope the best for the guy. Um welcome welcome to
2: brooklyn mike welcome to
0: brooklyn (laughs) wow he actually managed to do it for for jared he's talking about a play. he managed to actually do it the the
2: roster he managed to do it hi to him listen to all of our listeners out there i hope you all in agreement i get a bad rep for my bias on this (laughs) all he's witnessed it's all your own doing i'm just saying welcome to it i love you brother i love you brother who's on the roster just saying
0: just touching on obviously like when when i saw this question i was just like in pain even thinking about how to ask you this question but obviously with the trade situation right now that was happening with us as an overall kind of expectations with harden leaving russ leaving what's your what's your thought on this your take on what's happening with the situation with both of them
4: Yeah, well, obviously it's a huge question and um, one that you can't avoid when speaking about the Rockets at the moment because ultimately it decides what our season will be like. If we're able, what I think we should do is hold on to them for now because what's the harm? Both players are extremely competitive players who, let's face it, they like to get their own numbers as well as they like to win. And so therefore it's unlikely that they're going to properly pout or they're not going to, say they're not going to play. The only thing that you could potentially worry about is how much will they buy in defensively? Because obviously both of them like to coast on that end of the floor anyway. You do worry maybe if they're so unhappy here... Mm are they going to buy in at all on that end of the floor? Really? I don't fear
0: Russ though. I'll be honest with yeah. you, I don't no, fear no, that I side of true. Russ. Yeah, Harden yeah, yeah. maybe, but no, Russ, no, Russ gives 100% yeah. all the no, time. No, so true. I'm not in fear of that kind of side. No, no. Harden potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: No, I agree with that. But um, but yeah, definitely. I, I say get uncomfortable for now. You know, it's sort of just carry on. Just hold on to them. Unless, for James Harden, I don't think you trade him for less than a Ben Simmons. You know, as in like Ben Simmons with his tie ball and as many picks as you can get out of philadelphia so that that's what you're looking for if you if you get that as an offer fair enough Take it. goodbye james harden great job you've done because ben simmons is a real he's a brilliant player you know as in like he, just, he obviously doesn't have the shot but he creates an immense amount of three-point shooting for everybody else imagine ben simmons in a five-out lineup mm. sort of where he doesn't have anybody getting in his way he can drive to the the basket at that crazy speed he can get to for a big man. And he's a brilliant defender that can switch everything. So I think that's what you want from the situation. If you do end up trading them, the Nets with that trade package, what has been spoken about so far, I don't think is great. I think ultimately if it does look like the Nets are the only, uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to start bringing it. <laughs> it just to be done. Um, I think if they, if that does look like the only avenue, then you just ask for literally everything. Yeah. Ask for Joe Harris, okay. ask for all of those players that they've yeah. already got. Leave why, that why team back. Honestly, leave that team Even though they've only just got him because you get shooting. <laughs> yeah. You know, as in like, if it ends up that you only trade Harden and you could hold on to Russ because you don't want to potentially attach something to get rid of Russ, sort of, why not just give it a go of one year with Russ and an, an extremely good shooting roster around him? I mean, he can do something with that. Can-
0: you just touching on that with like when the Nets situation I feel like because by us giving them James Harden we're basically obviously the Nets are good tight contenders basically yeah. but if we give them James Harden we just basically say here's the championship here's the ring you, you've got it if we give them Harden so we say we want something at least significantly yeah, exactly. massive in return for that, because we're not just we, we're not just giving you a player. We are literally mm-hmm. giving you the championship if we give you Harden. So I feel like in that regards, yes, we, they, if they want to give us if they want to give us uh, if we want to trade Rod Harden, they give us the kitchen sink. We, we take we take everything yeah. from them.
4: Yeah, we want every single good player that they have. So sort of, I understand them not wanting to give up Kyrie or KD. It just wouldn't make sense for them to do it. But give us every single player that we want. Give us Jay Z as a fan, you know. Like we'll, take <laughs> we'll take absolutely everything from you. Yeah. Um, and every single pick that you have for oh, the future, yeah. Yeah. and that's all you can do in that situation. Are the Nets willing but, to do
0: that? That's why I want yeah, to know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think. Sorry, Theo. You you could talk in that section. We are talk about Nets, <laughs> so you can you can input. By the way, so I just wanted to clarify that we, but if you're okay over there, you are see you willing can... to give up Jay Z? <laughs> no, Jay Z,
2: you can have you can have KD and Kyrie. But you're not having you're not having Jay Z. Sean Carter stays in the
0: basket. Just touching on that, obviously we've brought we've we've not brought him in yet, but we're kind of looking like we're gonna get him. Boogie cousins. well wow, mm-hmm. that came out weirdly. I said boogie. Boogie, <laughs> boogie cousins. I don't, I don't know why I said boogie cousins there. Yeah. Boogie cousins. We've got him coming through. Uh, like we seem to be getting some decent players. Who's that other player? I forgot his name. Christian Wood. Christian Wood is coming in. He seems like he's a dis- decent player. It seems that we're doing our business a little bit. We're not doing great numbers. We've just got rid of Austin Rivers. I'm not even sad about that. I'm not even gutted about that. Like, Okay, Austin Rivers, thanks for the, your service and everything, but yeah, your time was is out, man. I'm not even that, that upset about that one. But do you see any other incomings that you'd want, like a dream move that you'd love, or maybe a realistic one that you can see that's coming very soon, potentially, that you think might that might work? To be
4: honest, I don't see too many other moves. Sort of, I, I think the roster, sort of as is at the moment, will be what we go with. I think predominantly. There's talk of um, a couple of, of players. I mean, I, I've even heard talk of it, somebody who we've already traded for and then traded away. I've heard of talk of Trev- Trevor Ariza potentially. Just You've got to be
0: joking me, right? That's no, no, just that to trade.
4: No, obviously, he's not somebody who will be a huge part of the team, but I think the starting five and the bench is already sorted predominantly. Trevor Ariza just offers you somebody who's 6'8", got a little bit of size, can guard and can knock down threes. But I like the roster as is currently constructed, just because it's obviously we were playing five out, which gets the best of, best of Russ. But James Harden probably has been at his best with a big... With Clint Capella, he was at his best playing that amazing pick and roll that they played together. If you have Christian Wood, who I don't know if you've seen much of his play, mm-hmm. but sort of like he can do a lot on a basketball court. Like he, he last year, I think he was hitting at like a thirty-eight and a half percent mark from three, which for somebody who's six ten with like a seven-three wingspan is a brilliant mark. He's very athletic. He can blow by any of the other bigs that are guarding him. And in the pick and roll, him and James Harden, brilliant. But he can also go five out and bring the best out of Russ.
1: Yeah, I think um, Kevin O'Connor did a, a video about Christian Wood on for the Ringer. Um, I I think I met, Theo said that I mentioned him as maybe a potential signing for the Rockets. I don't remember that, but he is he's, he's sneaky, a really really good player. Um, I think in his in his starting games last season for the Pistons, he averaged a double double. Um, and so yeah. he, he gets boards, he gets points, and um, he's got that that sort of shooting stroke. And ultimately, for the Rockets, this whole the micro-ball experiment, really, they did mm. want a big man that could do mm. something like Christian Wood can do. So
4: mm.
1: he's, a, he's a perfect signing, really, to fill that role.
4: The, the, but, sorry, the, the players, I, I, I mean, I mentioned it to you, Jared. like one of the players I thought it would be great if we could get was somebody like Jeremy Grant, yeah. who was had a bit of size, can do, mark quite a few different positions and also can knock down a three. So mm. you can keep that sort of, you have somebody who's a bit big but can also knock down a three. With Christian Wood... Obviously, he's got less of a track record, you know, as in like he's bounced around the league and the G League and stuff like that. I mean, he actually started off on the Rockets Summer League years mm-hmm. ago. Um, but yeah, as you say, sort of in the 12 games that he started for Detroit last year, he put up 22 points, nine and a half rebounds and 41% from three. Wow. But, and I mean, obviously, that's a small sample, sample. size, but they're actually pretty much is per 36 numbers for the whole season. So, I mean, he does look like a player that can get the best out of both of them.
2: I fully think I mixed Christian Wood and John Collins up before. I think, <laughs> I think, you, linked, I think you, you linked John Collins to.
0: to yeah, I think team. that's the one. I think that's done because John King Collins Christian. from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah.
2: that. My, uh, bad. my bad, guys. My crystal
1: ball's <laughs> broken, so
0: there you go. Uh, no, I, 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 I'm just out. Like, Because I was saying then before earlier to the guys like with the Harden situation, the first couple of weeks, the first like week, I was I was just depressed about it. I was forlorn,
2: Vincent. You were forlorn. I'm not
0: even joking. I was gutted because uh, with me only he got me into basketball. I enjoy watching him play, and that's how I chose the Rockets. Russell Westbrook's my favorite player, but Mm -hmm. he got me into basketball. So seeing him leave, but then I got to a point when I'm like, you know what? He's done his time for us. It's not like he's, he's come here for a couple of years and he's leaving. He's done his time for us. And maybe it is time for a change with him because maybe I was saying that he could potentially be the problem. I'm not saying he is, but mm. it's not like he's not played with great players. He's played with some ballers himself. So maybe it is time for him to go. So I'm kind of like, you know what? So be it if he wants to leave. Mm. But it's one of those positions at the moment. But I'm more happy now we've got, if we do get him, Boogie Cousins. I'm excited about that mm. one.
4: Yeah, exactly. And as you say, Boogie Cousins is another player who is big, he has real size. Christian Wood's a bit bit more lightweight. Um, So sort of against true big, sort of against your Jokic's and your Embiid's, he could get bounced around a little bit. He needs to get
1: in the gym, doesn't he, a bit, Christian Woods? Exactly, he does.
4: He does. But uh, Boogie Cousins is like 270. You know, it's like nobody's throwing Cousins around. (laughs) But he can also, I mean, obviously, it all depends on what he comes back at. And I'm not expecting the Cousins that was... With AD. <laughs> uh, in Sacramento. Oh, I was going to say the one with AD. No, well, yeah, yeah. In New Orleans as well. But the if we get the one who was in Golden State, that's mm. a good player. Mm. You know, as in like he was putting up something like 16 and 5 or something like that. Mm. No, 16, 9 and 5 or something like that. You know, as in like he's a good passer as a big man. He can move the ball, but he also hits around 35% from three. So, again, he's another big who he gives you multiple
0: options and he doesn't. Hinder Westbrook in the time that he's on the court. Honestly, I I could talk to you for days, Ollie. Honestly, I could talk to you for days, honestly, because I I just love this. We're just talking about my team. (laughs) I've only been given a short segment, so I I know I'm running out of time. These guys got a full episode. I don't know. They got the Nets full episode, the Chicago Bulls full episode. They won't give the Rockets one. But anyway, I'm using up the time right now. Just touching on what your expectations for us next year. Obviously, we don't know what's happening with... uh, Russell and Harden at the moment but what's your expectations for us next year what do you think we'll get to do you think we'll make it to the playoffs with these teams getting stronger or well
4: obviously it it all just depends on if the trades happen and Mm. so to start off with if the trades don't happen if they just hold on to the two of them um, and you just carry on with the roster as constructed then absolutely I think they should make the playoffs with those two players along with what should be the Christian? what the Christian Wood is that we're expecting to get the player who can knock down those threes and can put the ball on the floor can play some good basketball with both of them and with Boogie Cousins um, I think we definitely should be able to and I think we have every chance to finish in the fourth seed sort of the mm. thing because it's you look at the teams around fourth seed quite high yeah. though
0: I'm, I'm a bit scared I'm not, I'll be honest with you fourth mm. seed's a bit high for my expectations yeah. I was thinking it would be like sixth or fifth yeah. but no, fourth, no okay I,
4: I understand that. I'm not saying we will finish in the fourth, but I think okay. we have the talent to finish there. Okay. Because when you when you look at the other teams, obviously the Thunder are dropping out, but maybe you could say Phoenix can take the spot because obviously it's a crisp ball team. And then obviously Golden State are coming up there, and Portland are coming up there as well. But obviously, I think that looking at those rosters, if Russ and Harden do buy in, mm. I think that we should finish better off than a lot of those teams because obviously Golden State. You don't have Clay. They're not at full strength. Mm. Steph is a great player. Draymond is a good defender. But I don't know where they'll finish. And generally, they they aren't too bothered about seeding, are they? They sort of, like, getting into the playoffs sort of relatively well. But I don't think they'll be going after every single game. I don't think they'll be worried too much about the exact position that they finish. I worry about Portland a little bit. Um, I, I think that they look good. Obviously, Dame is a great player. Um, but again, I don't think that their roster one to five and then the
0: bench is quite as strong as I was in in my opinion. Anyway, honestly, uh, I, yeah, I think that's one of the situation uh, with the Golden State. I think losing Clay, they've just mm-hmm. lost themselves to, to be title contenders. I think that mm-hmm. they'll still be a great playoff team, very very good. You can't write off Steph Curry and mm-hmm. Draymond Green when they work together, but losing Clay is a massive blow. So I don't think they'll be title contenders, but. With us, if we can keep our team, maybe, potentially, maybe, we'll see what happens, but it's been exciting, honestly, and you maybe the fourth seed, we could potentially get it, hopefully. But I'm saying that's sort
4: of the, the the height of what we can get. I, I think fifth, sixth is quite realistic if we keep the two players. Obviously, if the two of them are moved on, it's a very different story, isn't it? I mean, I think Christian Wood, again, was a, was a nice pickup from the point of view that he's only 25 years old. He's a player that works... In both directions, keeping those two players, he fits alongside them nicely. He's only 25. So if those two move on, he's a nice player to have Mm. as a, a, a,
0: a trade piece or somebody to build around. 100%. 100%. Ollie, honestly, I'm emotional right now. It feels so good just to talk to a Rockets fan, honestly. I'm surrounded with Chicago Bulls chat, uh, Brooklyn Nets. Hey, Brooklyn Nets, we're going to win the championship. I'm surrounded with that rubbish constantly. Shout out to Matt from UK Nets fans. Love you, brother. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, Honestly, thank you so much for joining us, Ali. You're, you're a friend of ours. In real life, it's good just to see you. Keep doing, you brother. And yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It's been great just to chat, man. Honestly, come on, you Reds. <laughs> no, Reds. What am I? What am I, what am I saying? Come on, you Reds. Sorry, come on, H Town, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, boys. It's been I mean, a bro, appreciate
1: it. It's been nice just having another friend to talk basketball about and not a stranger. <laughs> no offense to all the strangers we've had on, but it's nice to have a friend on. Yeah.
0: We did have Darius on as well, by the way. People true. shout yeah, Darius, true. shout, shout out Darius, you're well. listening in. Get trimming. We know we
1: you're listening. Just we know you're
2: listening. Get trimming. Get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, um, I can't wait for the one-on-one, mate. Um, i have been in my garden. I'm practicing. I'm practicing. We're gonna sell. <laughs> we're gonna sell tickets to like on PPB, like five, five pounds each. We'll make. We'll make money. We'll make a lot of money. That of Perfect. That was good. That I enjoyed that. That was good.
0: Not too bad, was <laughs> it? Not too shy. That
2: was a Nice, nice, nice bit of podding. Thank you. Thank you for listening along with us. You've just enjoyed the dulcet tones of um, the Duke of Hoops, uh, courtesy of High T Hoops podcast. Do go and have a listen if you've not already. It's an excellent pod. And we've had a good friend of the pod, Ollie, join us for some deep insight on the on the Rockets. He is a, a diehard Rockets fan there.
0: I feel like it's still unfair how everyone else got a full episode, but Ollie only got half a part. Just wanna, just wanna, I just want to address that again. Just want to let you know. So, if anything, anything it's just... It? It's it's
2: just reflective of the the rocket's um, deep dive into obscurity that they're about to about to experience. So it's just just part of the course, I guess, really, isn't it? Uh, anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. It's been great for you to listen to us, as always. I'm sure that's quite big-headed, quite egotistical of us, but I'm sure you probably enjoyed it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have made it this far into the pod, would you? Let's be honest. You're still here, so there is that. Um, make sure you drop us a follow at Met the Criteria on social media like Instagram and Twitter and look for us anywhere else probably won't find us because we're not there uh, I've been Theo I've been Jared
1: we'll soon be hitting up TikTok as well Vinny's going to be bringing the energy to those uh, brief clips on TikTok so check us out
4: there and not really
0: bo- and I've been your boy Vincent shout out to the boys Houston Rockets till I die he bleeds red just like the rest of us but his is
2: different We better double me